<clears throat> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Hunter here, and uh, this is not only a special occasion because we're doing a review uh, uh, for Captain America Civil War, but it is our own Scott Big Stud Nearman's birthday today. So, Scott, happy birthday, sir. Happy Hi. birthday. Oh, you guys are too kind. So, what did you get for your birthday? You get yourself anything, like, super cool? You treat yourself, or... You know, just to hear your voice is enough of a gift for me. Oh, you charmer. <laughs> I see why and, of course, O'Neal. Oh, you're just such a charmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very generous. God, God. Is that... Even on my birthday, dish it out. Don't don't fall for that Midwestern charm, Colin. That's how he gets everybody. <laughs> but... yep. that, that and the potatoes, man. Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's right. Big old potato sack, but anyways. But you ever ate a baked potato in the nude? <laughs> <laughs> but guys, so as I said at the top of the uh, uh, top of the audio, this is a spoiler uh, spoiler review for Captain America: Civil War. So we're going over anything and everything. So if you haven't seen it, please, for the love of God, don't listen to this unless you just want to hear what we thought of it. And I'm just gonna say right now. Um, Man, there is so much to enjoy in this movie. Um, Scott just got out of it like 10 minutes ago, so Scott is coming from the freshest perspective. So, uh, Birthday Boy, I'm going to kind of ask you here to kind of go take us through the plot as far as uh, what happened here. Um, yeah, so, um, it, uh, so you got these guys, and <laughs> they're like, like they're like pretty good. They call them the good guys. And then you got these bad guys, and they're like, "Hey, don't do that." And we're like, "Yeah, I think we're gonna do it." And then they kind of fight each other. That's pretty much the movie there. No, so <laughs> perfect. So, what's everybody's final thoughts? <laughs> yeah. So, final grades. Final uh, grades, everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, it. Um. You can honestly, it was. Like the you can probably honestly describe it better than I can just because of I was honestly soaking a lot of it in as I was watching it. But essentially, um, you've got the Avengers and <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you've got um the i i'm not going to get any of the technical terms right but it's basically um uh, they're trying to um form an alliance the the world apparently the UN is trying to form an alliance uh with the avengers um basically to um uh, counteract all of the destruction and killing that they've done which and they kind of ad- address in this um, and how just kind of the aftermath of the previous movies and the events that have taken place previous to this movie, um, how the kind of the consequences are kind of coming to the forefront. And this is basically just um, them dealing with uh, those consequences internally and, uh, you know, uh, externally as well. With, uh, you've got some new characters coming in um and uh yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it it's 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 a fairly fairly simple plot and the the wide scope of it um but yeah you can like i said you can describe it better than i can i'm not not really good with the the details it seemed kind of similar to batman v superman yeah i kind of where it was that. like the whole like the like the world and and like the the local governments were like right they're like hey we're not gonna let you guys do this anymore <laughs> you're causing more <laughs> destruction than you are helping but like i thought that the movies had a very similar plot yeah for sure ex- except one movie actually did a good job with it and the <laughs> yeah. like like i'm sorry like i don't want to turn this into a batman like but I'm telling you right now. I'm sure Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Feige, the director, uh, like the you know the big dog in charge at Marvel. I'm sure he like snuck into a screening of Batman vs Superman and laughed his ass off. He's like, "Oh, our movie comes out in like eight weeks. We're good. We have nothing to worry about." It's like, because seriously, like the movie.
movies are so similar as far as the of the kind of the question asks you like hey like um where would you fall on this like you know and I, I like the way that Scott kind of put it with, you know, the the government trying to kind of form an alliance with the Avengers. Uh, William Hurt returns as a Thunderbolt Ross, but he's like working for the UNN, uh, the, the World Security Council, basically. And he's always been a dick, you know, trying to hunt down Banner. But now he's just like, oh, yeah, you guys should sign this. Oh, you don't want to sign it? Well, there's consequences if you don't sign it. And it never came across like they had an option. It was him being like, hey, you guys have done this, and you've caused all this damage, which, I mean, to be fair, he's not wrong, but, like, you know, in the Avengers, you see, uh, like, the cops trying to fight these aliens. It's like, you're so overmatched here. Like, what the, <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck were you guys going to do? Like, Yeah, it was like, and it makes you think, kind of, like, it, 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 during the movie, it takes you back through some of the scenes of previous movies, and it's like, you, you realize, oh, wow, like, there was, this is some, um, like, large-scale destruction going on, and there's definitely, you know, hundreds of, you know, thousands of people dying, and, you know, the, you, you'd think as a viewer, it's like, you're gonna address this? You're gonna be like, hey, hey, easy on the civilian killing, all right? If you could just not destroy so many buildings, that would be great. You know, we gotta rebuild this. True. <laughs> they, should call, they should do a movie called Avengers the Rebuilders, and the whole thing is them just, like, building, like, large buildings downtown. <laughs> it's like construction managers. It's the managers. only way this can keep looking the way it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> like... But you say that, though, but what's brilliant about this movie is that, you know, they talk about those attacks, like, uh, especially, you know, the Battle of New York and Sokovia. Um, but what's so cool about the Battle of New York is that that's what led to Daredevil Jessica Jones. Like, they refer to it in the show directly as the event, the Battle of New York. And so it's so cool they kind of connect everything. And the one thing that – so I was Team Cap in the comics. Uh, this is very – very loosely based on Civil War, the comic book run that uh, Mark Miller did in 2002, if Mary serves correctly. Um, but what sucked, and I mean sucked, about that comic book run is that you never understood both sides. Like, there was never a point where I was like, oh, Iron Man has a point. At least watching this movie, I totally understood where he was coming from. And while I never went to his side, I at least understood why he took the stance he did. And the thing that killed me about Batman v Superman, again, sorry, was that Superman never got his say. He never got to say why, you know, what he's doing wasn't wrong. This movie attacks the angle, uh, attacks both sides of the issue from multiple angles and gives you multiple viewpoints while letting you know why each person falls where they where they do. And I thought they did a great job of it. Uh, Colin, kind of your uh, first thoughts here. Um, yeah, I always get really excited when I'm going into a superhero movie and I'm like, oh my god, they're going to introduce new superheroes. And they introduced a couple, like, new ones in this one, and I was really excited for that. And I remember when uh, Black Panther first just plops down, and I I'm going to defer to you, Hunter, because you really like Black Panther. Yes, sir. But I mean, like... I was so pumped, like, that, like, exhilarated me. I was like, oh, man, like, this is going to be a badass scene. And, of course, it was. Um, what did you think about Black Panther? Okay, so Black Panther, again, the first superhero in comic book history to get his own run, uh, uh, his own comic book. Um, he was introduced originally in a Fantastic Four Um back in the 60s, uh, back in the 60s, um, it just, it makes me so happy what they did with him. They made him look like a bad ass. He looked amazing. Even the accent, like the, the African accent he was using, uh, and even the way he spoke, his dialect was so what I would imagine from a Black Panther. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, uh, played Jackie Robinson in 42, and uh, James Brown in Get On Up. He's a hell of an actor, and he committed clearly to this shit um anytime he was on screen speaking he carried himself like royalty he felt like a king in the making and when he eventually does become king even cap is like 
your highness. Like people refer to him as your highness in the film. It's like it's it's basically like Lion King. He was like Simba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically Lion King. Yeah. Basically Lion King. Yeah. It, yeah. Take the whole plot of Lion King. That's just Black Panther. But um, I thought he was incredible in this. And I honestly, I'm always a little afraid when they get certain heroes because. You know, I, I, Marvel's earned a great amount of good goodwill, but you know, you never know when they introduce someone new. And he, he absolutely knocked it out of the park. Chadwick Boseman, sir, you, you thumbs up. I can't wait to see your film in a couple years. Um, but uh, I know we're just going to talk about this movie and like how much. Hopefully, we all enjoyed it. I, I will say the thing that really um, just stood out to me was the Russo brothers again and their style. The way they make everything look like real world somehow. I mean, you got, you know, you got a black dude running around in a cat costume. You got two guys in arm. You got you got two guys in armor costumes. You have a girl who can like levitate. You have a guy who shrinks and yet it looks real world somehow. Just the way they shoot things, it it looks gritty but like clean at the same time. Like I don't know how they do it, but their their direction is impeccable. Like I thought, Winter Soldier they did a hell of a job directing it. I think they improved in everything, especially the fights, which were already so good in Winter Soldier, and yet it's so amazing here. Um, so Scott, what were you kind of expecting? What were you kind of looking for, like heading into this? Um, I was I was really interested in like where they're going to take the uh, kind of internal conflict here and kind of the sides that come out, came out of it. I wasn't hundred percent sure which sides, what, what the two sides were going to be necessarily. Um, and, um, that's what I was kind of looking for. Also these, these movies that have multiple superheroes in them, um, you know, more than, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, you guess you could go through and count, but over, over 10, uh, like in this 13, one, I think there's 13. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so I was interested to see how they were able to kind of like incorporate every character's um, powers or abilities, like through the fight scenes. And um, that's kind of where I really fell in love with them introducing the new characters with Ant Man and um, Spider Man. Um, man. Ant Man was just I I loved him in this <laughs> right and yeah, he yeah. was I love Paul Rudd he yeah. just coming in and just like he's, he's just kind of like a normal guy you know that can just shrink <laughs> and like I don't know it's, it's 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 cool to see him in like that Avengers setting where you know everybody's like very serious and stoic and he's just kind of coming in there like hey you know I can shrink and like he's like pulling <laughs> cords inside of Iron Man and like it's it. I, I like that part, and even I, I'm very picky when it comes to Spider-Man personally, and I didn't have a big problem with this kid. Uh, and really, I, I didn't. I I thought that he even his little quips and jokes were, you know, were funny and poignant, and you know, they they seemed like they were they should they were meant to be there, and. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the new, new spin on it. Um, uh, pun intended. And um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Going into it, kind of want to see what the new characters were and kind of like the internal conflict, basically, of how it was going to play out and who was going to take which side. So I just gotta say, right out the gate, um, Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man I've always wanted. Like the quips all felt genuine. Um, they, uh, th- this is this is a classic uh, Dinko. If you uh, obviously know your Spider-Man, uh, know your Spider-Man uh, artist, um, he was inc- uh, he was so funny, and it showed a pretty good respect as far as like his power set and like how incredibly agile he is. Because there's a scene that actually made me like laugh so goddamn hard. I couldn't believe it. He like so he like crashes through his glass where he's like pursuing falcon and uh and winter soldier so he kicks falcon and then winter soldier goes to punch him and he blocks the punch he's like oh dude you have a metal arm that's so cool and then he like punches him off <laughs> like i was like <laughs> i was like oh spider-man you're wonderful and then he ends up 
webbing both of them up, and he's still talking. He's like, guys, I'm sorry, I got impressed Mr. Stark, and Falcon's like, you're in, fi- you're in fight, you shouldn't be talking this much. He's like, oh, you're right, and then he, like, kicks them both down a flight of stairs. I was like, god damn, like, I, I, I love Spider-Man so much in this. It made me really happy, because he's always been my favorite superhero. Um, so it actually showed, like, what I always wanted from Spider-Man, showing that he belongs in this world and the fact that he's only 15 so he's like at the point where he's really getting accustomed to his powers um i loved uh robert Downey jr's interactions with him especially the first initial scene where he meets him at his house i thought that went so well and i was just i was dying him hitting on aunt may because tony stark has no shame <laughs> was a nice little uh i i I think speaking on Robert Downey Jr. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I I, this probably wasn't like my favorite uh, Marvel movie that he's been in for me. I don't. Obviously, this is not necessarily his starring role, but he is really a supporting character. But I feel like he didn't really have like because I felt like he didn't fit that role. He's like a he's he's like a rebel. He's he's kind of goes outside the lines. He doesn't follow the rules. That's why I kind of I thought it was going to be switched. I thought uh, Captain America was going to be more like, okay, guys, let's let's do what they say. And Iron Man's like, oh, whatever. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm I'm Tony Stark. But I didn't really see him. I I kind of wanted him to be a little more snarky and like uh, you know what I mean. Like kind of like his other his previous movies where he's kind of a bit of a loner and i don't know it just seemed like he played played by the rules a lot in this one well you know so i let if you know i let me kind of jump in here before colin uh gives us his thoughts so my i agree with you to an extent i was kind of just like how are they going to pull this off but then when they got to go into like where him and pepper are at and the fact that um and then the fact that scene with the mom who came up to him was just heartbreaking i was like god damn like i was sitting there like this is uncomfortable, and then it made me think, what would you do in that in that situation? Like, what could you possibly do in that situation? You'd just have to, you know, sit there and take it, basically, which he does, but it's, it's, it's hard to watch. And um, so it never felt like he was, like, playing ball because he wanted to. He was playing ball because he felt like he needed to, and that always came across for me at least in his uh in his arguments um i've loved the line the vision dropped that kind of completely encompassed their stance where he says you know we have superpowers but when um paraphrasing obviously but saying that you know there's always going to be challenges to new things and the fact that we're super powered there's always gonna be something there to challenge that there has to be and i was like god damn that's a really good point so like are we a cause of that um so is is he is he Jarvis? Is he the is he the he's the like reincarnation of Jarvis basically, right? Yeah, so they said that they okay. uploaded Jarvis's matrix into the body in Asian. Uh, okay. So, uh, that's right. That's but, right. But, but yeah, Colin, sir, jump back in here. Uh what would you kind of think about the sides as far as like why each person was fighting for what? Um yeah, I mean, it, it's true. Scott makes a lot of good points when he's talking about how both characters have acted previously. It doesn't make any sense that they would act in this way it, given these two roles were up for grabs. Like, if one's, you know, being the one that's, you know, lobbying for let's do what the government says, and then the other one would, you would think that's Captain America, you would think Iron Man's the other guy, you know, like, he's Mr. Capitalism, private <laughs> enterprise, like, I'm going to do whatever I want type of dude, right? So, yeah, it, it is interesting to see, the, like, the roles kind of reversed. Um, I think it, it was probably done intentionally to make Iron Man, like, you have to make him a villain somehow, so just, like, make him do the opposite of what everyone wants him to do. And everyone's <laughs> like, I don't like what he's doing. It's not what I'm, I'm used to seeing him do the other thing. But, I mean, he did it in the comic, too. And, like, in the comic, like I said, I don't think they explained it well at all. Because I felt that whole, that the whole time reading the comic. I'm like, you wouldn't work for the government. This is crap. But in this movie, when he, you know, he has an interaction with the mom, and then it kind of, like, ties it back into how he, you know, stopped working, you know, selling his weapons to, you know, the government and everything. You're like, well, like, 
in that sense because he has caused damage and because of Age of Ultron, which I think was kind of the breaking point. I think that's the big switch that they used to justify it. And um, and I'll tie it kind of back to Cap here in a second. But I think that's exactly why he was like, we need to be reined in. Because he saw what happened with Ultron. He's like, shit, that was like all me and Banner. Like, I need to be reined in. So we need to be reined in. And then as far as Captain America going against the government now, after S.H.I.E.L.D. fell and finding out that it was Hydra, like, with Winter Soldier... I totally understood why Cap would be like, I'm not signing shit, because that's exactly how I felt. Like, I work for you guys, you fished me out of the water, I was in the big ice cube chilling, and you brought, and you, and you brought me back, and then you screw me. It's like, why would I want to, you know, work for you? And so it, it made a lot of sense to me. I always, I go back to that line that uh, Cap dropped in Age of Ultron, you know, anytime we try to prevent a war before it happens innocent people die and i was just like damn it cap you're 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 so you're so wise beyond your years <laughs> like yeah like I, I i get the intention of what they were doing i just think like robert downey jr as an actor like i enjoy his performances more when they're kind of like a little bit rebellious and he just seemed that. he just seemed a little bit boring in this movie that's all it's he he didn't quite have the pizzazz that i kind of enjoy from him that he's he really excels in that and that's why like i love watching his movies is that he's kind of has that little swagger and you know that kind of um you know pizzazz to him and he he did definitely did in this movie but you know just not really maybe because he wasn't like the uh, front and center star. I mean, he was, you know, very important role, but just as you know, from an acting standpoint, I, I would, you know, I prefer his movies where he's a little more, uh, you know, outspoken. Well, I mean, I will give you that he was definitely, this is the most somber performance he's had as Iron Man by far. I will totally give you that. Um, what I did appreciate though, is that he did seem tortured. And so we got to see a little more range from him. But then when you kind of find out something about Bucky, um, basically that he was framed, he kind of goes like, son of a bitch, goddamn it. And then he kind of goes back to that, to that sweaty, snarky Stark for a little while until this, until the movie just drops this bombshell at the end that I just went, goddamn it. And I'm a little mad because I saw it coming because um, actually I mentioned it in our Winter Soldier or, or like in one of our trailer reviews. I was like, yeah, there's this thing that I feel like they're going to use to justify Tony's position, and I feel like they're going to drop it late. And so when it did drop, I was like, yep, there it is. Like, I, I, was, a little, yeah. I was a little mad that I was like, God damn it, I did see that coming. But with that said, oh, man, like, when, when that bombshell drops, and, like, I know it's a spoiler review, but I almost don't want to even just spoil that just in case. But, God, when they drop it, though, I was like, son of a bitch, that's... That's unfortunate. Everybody hates Winter Soldier. Like, everybody has their own personal reason why they just really don't yep. like Winter Soldier. <laughs> no, it, it's very true. Like, Bucky, it was, it was just not his day. <laughs> yeah. His He's just like, oh, I did that too? Dang it. Yeah. I think I'm black out. Like, to kind of quote you, like, oh, man. Like, like, Dang it. I got to drink less. Yeah. <laughs> Always murder a bunch of people and, like, and, bass out. So, so, <laughs> So speaking of the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, he got to actually show some range in this movie because you know, like the Winter Soldier, he's just robotic, like because that's his, you know, pure intent. Definitely. But this movie got to show like, look, like very similar, and God, Marvel is getting almost disturbingly good at this because between Jessica Jones and this, like, there are just some bleak things that Marvel puts out there, like. Oh, if you get tortured, your life is just always going to be shit. Sorry. Like, they really showed, like, how he was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, help me. I felt so bad for him. Um, there's this amazing fight scene. Um, er, kind of early on in the movie where um, Winter Soldier escapes custody. And he goes to, like, goes hand-to-hand with Iron Man. And the point where he, you, you know, you see it in the trailer where he goes to shoot Stark in the face point blank and the glove stops it. I was like, God, I was like, Christ, like, even still knowing it was coming, I was like, geez. And then he just backhands him, takes down Sharon Carter, um, puts her through a table, which was just vicious, and then was about to choke, like, Black Widow out, like, kill her, and then Black Panther shows up, and I was just like, 
home movie. Like you're just you're making me so happy right now. <laughs> like, like that was a great retelling of that scene. Th- by the th- way, thanks, yeah, man. very like, nice. Like, it, it, and and then it leads to a surprisingly awesome. Now, now, if there is a complaint, tech, uh, from technical standpoint, there was a point where you know it seemed like they were just running kind of like a little faster, but then they're like, out. yeah, but yeah, then, let's 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 address this yeah, first yeah. here. <laughs> they were running three of them. Uh, so Black Panther, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Captain America. <laughs> And, uh, sorry, who else? Uh, Bucky. They were all running past cars yeah. on the freeway, right? I was like, wait a, wait a second. I didn't know Cap had, like, super, like, running strength. Well, okay, so, I mean... Does he, and they, that certainly, one of his... they certainly never explained Black Panther being able to run that fast, well, did they? Well, Black Panther, like, they they will touch on that in his origin story, but he is, he he's he's super enhanced, so he does have, like super endurance and all these all these other things but i mean super kitty yeah he's a super kitty basically. he's like basically a big old cat i get that like, yeah. he's a... <laughs> yeah. i couldn't I get, get that out of my head when i was watching it i was like he's just a big cat <laughs> yeah, he's just a big old cat like if there was a scene where they were all talking and he was just like sitting on the ground like scratching behind his ear and purring <laughs> like i would have died i'm like oh my god just like cleaning himself he's a big cat <laughs> Well, hey, like, hey, Halle Berry did in Catwoman. It's not like people are above filming it. So, hey, may, maybe his solo movie will get that clat, cat cleaning scene we've all been wanting. But, but no, like, from a technical standpoint, even watching it, like, the first time, I was like, okay, movie. Like, I was like, I know this is a superhero movie, but come on now. Like, so, so, so that I will... I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed oh, that. Oh, no, I totally noticed that. I was like, all right, but technically everything else looks so solid and it and the the uh me and colin were talking about this off mic um whoever the the, the fight coordinators and the stunt men and women um you all deserve like just biggest high fives because they put in some work uh for these fight scenes and they were shot like close too so it was hard to notice like okay when is this breaking like you know for this person you know, for the stunt person to jump in, like they did a really good job of disguising that. So I, I, I... there was a yeah, just there was a um, a, um, the black when Black Widow was the very very beginning when um the uh, I'm sorry here, let me see when Black Widow was um fighting. Uh, th- there was like a multiple multiple scenes where the the camera was like position just so to where all you saw was like her hair kind yeah, of like in front of her that. face and as they were like like fighting it was just very seamless and like it's like how i feel like zach snyder needs to call up some of these people and be like hey where were you in my movie like who did yeah. he hire like these, it, these action these action scenes are spot on like they are all so well done yeah they're amazing yeah, it, no, it, it's so well done. And let's just jump into this here. The airport scene. Everything you've heard about the airport scene is true. It is one of the greatest action scenes I've seen in a film. Everyone gets their chance to have their moment somehow. And then when Spider-Man shows up, I I about lost. I, I fan I fanboyed <laughs> out like there's no tomorrow. Like even mm-hmm. just like saluting Cap and just being like, Oh, I got it here, Mr. Stark and and Ant Man, oh my god, the part of the movie that I probably laughed the hardest is when Ant Man uppercut Spider Man, which was badass by the way, and then he gets Cap Shield back. He's like, I believe this is yours, Captain America. I was laughing to the point I couldn't get air in because I was just like, Paul Rudd is such a fanboy right now and I love it so much. Like in oh that air okay, Colin, talk about the airport scene because I'm just gonna just rant. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean so Basically, like the the coolest thing about the airport scene is you get to see Spider Man now fighting with like half the Avengers and this new cast of characters. It's it's awesome. I I loved uh, the way they um, they did all of Spider Man's fight scenes. Uh, all like you like you guys touched on before. Like I like the kid that they got. He's doing, like, voice acting at this point, basically, because it's, like, a, a CGI or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. But it looks pretty seamless, and it's really cool. 
Um, and he's good. He, like he's got his his little like remarks and stuff um, that are like authentic. It doesn't feel like forced. Like you're just trying to you know get Spider Man into the movie. Um, yeah, it's the. the <laughs> Uh, the uh, Ant Man becomes huge. That's the, like, the coolest <laughs> part. Giant Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Giant Man. I mean, once he starts doing that, it's just like hilarious. That like Paul Rudd, he's like, "This is the first time I've done this," and he's just like a giant Paul Rudd in the middle of a, like a Marvel like blockbuster summer movie. <laughs> it's like this is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's straight from the comics too. Is him being able to become Giant Man. So I was like, I was, I was shocked that they even brought that in. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's amazing. And uh, Spider Man making the Empire Strikes Back reference that he did. I was like, that's just. I was like, that's just another little nerd thing that I'm just like, oh, movie. Like, why, are, why are you making me so happy? Um. And, dude, Captain America, like, this is his movie. We haven't talked about him yet. The first opening fight sequence, he kicks a truck into a guy. He throws his shield, breaks this guy's chest, clearly, because that's hard as he threw it. There's no way he didn't. And then he runs up a truck and drop kicks a guy so he bounces off a wall. It's like, I love Captain America so goddamn much. Like, <laughs> he's just brutal. No, he's, br- he's brutal as <laughs> Like, hell. he kills people, but, like, it's with, like, a wink. <laughs> Like, don't be okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like... He, like, flashes his smile, and, it's, yeah. and it twinkles. Yeah. He, like, throws his... Yeah, like you said, he just, like, shatters that guy's, like, thorax. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, bleeding internally until he dies, and he just, like, winks at you and gives a smile. He's like, USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay! No, it's, it, it's totally true, though. I mean, he's not... but. The thing I love about Captain America is that he's a soldier, so it is is like, okay, like, you're trying to kill people, well, I'm going to kill you first, and it's just like, sorry, like, shouldn't have been here, like, <laughs> but, man, like, his fight choreography, I mean, because he has a couple fight scenes early on with Bucky, and the fight scene between him and Stark at the end of the movie that uh, you've seen a little bits of pieces of in the trailer, you want to talk about brutal Oh my god, it was insanely brutal. Like, hand-to-hand, it was just... It was vicious. Like, surprisingly so, actually, for this for this movie. I was like, they did not hold back. I mean, everyone is bloody and hurt by the end of the movie. It was just like, wow, okay. Like, I love <laughs> that this movie is going there so early. Um, outside of that, man... There's so much here to love. Black Panther was amazing. And this movie kept making me jump back and forth. I was just like, I don't know who I, like, I get why everyone's on everyone's side. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before we kind of get to the, uh, to, to our final thoughts was the villain, which was uh, Baron Zito, played by uh, uh, Daniel uh, uh, Daniel Burrell. Uh, that guy killed it. Um, he always killed Yeah, him. who was, of course, in Glorious Bastards. I remember him from that. Um, he was so good in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, I, like, I'm not an Glorious Bastards fan, and I thought he was amazing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he did, he did a hell of a job. And what's interesting about him here, that's right, and he was in Rush. Why the in f- Rush, why yeah. Why the fuck did I think of Rush for? He was amazing in Rush. In Rush. Yeah. Um, so, and then I remember I liked him in Burnt, Scott. Like, I like that he was actually one of the few things yep. I liked about that movie. <laughs> but, um, this guy's incredible. And he's, like, in the shadows for so much of this movie. And you're kind of like, what the fuck is this guy up to? And then when it finally drops, you're like, oh, shit. Like, his his plan was surprisingly well thought out. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, I gotta give you... And that's one thing Marvel normally does admittedly struggle with, is the villains. And yet, this time, even though he's not the main source of conflict... Well, I mean, actually, he is the main source of conflict. I mean, you don't see him a lot, but he's kind of the the puppet master working behind the the scenes. And I thought, when it kind of gets to wrapping up his arc, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where they go forward with him. So, yeah, I'd love to see him go further as a villain. Yeah, and I, I like I like that he kind of represents like a different type of villain. Like this is mm-hmm. a Captain America movie, so it's not like the Avengers. Or the Avengers, it's like it's all powerful, all like like a different dimension, giant like you know snakes flying through Manhattan, <laughs> and they have to fight everybody. And then just like the next one's like a crazy robot with like the intelligence of like a million humans. 
and his full force of like robots. And this one's just like some dude that like made each other, you made all you guys like turn on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like some like spy. And like that's like I like the way that this uh, storyline like played out. That being the case, like he just really like dug to the like the middle of like you know the entire team and just split them apart. You, it was smart. I don't know if you thought this, Scott. Um, I was thinking with his uh, with his arc, it reminded me so much of the that Twilight Zone episode, the uh, the miracle on thirty uh, the uh, massacre or whatever on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, that movie, uh, that, that episode with the where they the aliens like plant the thought like, hey, there's an alien amongst you, and everyone yeah, goes crazy. Uh-huh. I thought mm-hmm. that exact. I was thinking that the whole time, like, oh my god, this is that Twilight Zone episode, it's like Stockholm syndrome or whatever. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. about it's about them really just dropping that little like that little thing to just fuck with mm-hmm. everyone and just watch them tear each other apart. And the movie ends in a place that I was like, wow, you guys almost did like a like a soft reboot here like it was, was kind of like uh i think it was fifth season of archer where he's not even an agent anymore i was kind of like wait what like i mean it it felt like a soft reboot and it, like, <laughs> a, like, i like that archer reference you threw th- in there thanks and <laughs> like i mean it it felt like a soft reboot for going forward and then you know with doctor strange and guardians 2 out next year i mean there's there's a lot that they can do going forward um Jumping in here to kind of final thoughts, um, the the two post credit sequences are both so important. It made me so happy. Uh, the first one showing a brief glimpse of Wakanda and a uh, Bucky going back under. That just opens up Wakanda to be opened up to the world. And I'm telling you right now, there will be a goddamn Infinity Stone in that Black Panther movie. I'm calling it right now. Um, but boom. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Man, uh, like, if I couldn't be more excited for a Black Panther movie, this movie sold me on Black Panther like I didn't, not like I needed to be. And then we get a new Spider-Man movie next year, and you're you're pumped for his movie after watching this. Um, and then the fact that they showed the, the, uh, the new Spider-Man logo, like, that's straight out of the comics, that belt, that... Uh, um, that projection that he has he uses it like as a, like a flashlight sometimes so i love that reference immediately um this movie has so much going for it i there are some things to pr- definitely critique it's not perfect i mean we did talk about you know some of the technical aspects of it and some of it may depend on if you can get past tony stark you know being not tony stark he's definitely a different tony stark um i think they do a good job of explaining it but that could be jarring for you but with that said, I didn't like this as much as I liked Winter Soldier, but I did like this more than I liked the first Avengers, actually. Mm. Um, so I, I thought this was so well done. Um, the Russos, the fact they're doing the next Avengers movie, the two-parter, where we finally get Thanos, um, this is in great hands with them, because they, they get how to write Captain America and how to use these characters, and they've used Spider-Man better than he's ever been used, and he was on screen for 15 minutes, so... Um, I'm going to give this an A+. I can't quite get it to a fan-fucking-tastic, um, but solid A+. You should definitely go out and check this out. I've seen it twice already, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin, your final thoughts, sir? Um, yeah, I would say that I don't like it as much as Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is like my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Mine though, too. So. Mine, mine, mine yeah. too. Mine too. So I mean, like saying this isn't better than that isn't like a knock. Um, I thought they did like this is basically like Captain America three. Like if you, you could if like Iron Man didn't get cool titles, they just got like <laughs> one, two, and three. But like this is Captain America three. <laughs> like um, and they like this one got a lot more like like a lot more people in like Iron Man 3 did like this has Spider-Man and Black Panthers debuting and they still have like you know uh War Machine and and everybody in this I mean they got a lot of people in this and Ant-Man I mean I love Paul Rudd was amazing um so I mean it's really good it's like Captain America 3 was pr- like they did a pretty good job 
Um, so, so, would you give so it? Uh, A plus. I'll give it A plus. A plus. So, okay, yeah. so I'm happy you're in line because yeah, I mean it's really great. It's just not Winter Soldier great. That that's just kind of how he felt. But there's great things about it. So that that's a solid call, man. And now we move on to the birthday boy, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, your boss, man. Um, Marvel to me just continues to set the bar for action movies like they they've got the formula they've got the the right people they've got the right stunts and the action and they can it seems like they've got just like i said the formula just to put it down and insert characters and really be able to thrive on this formula that they're using and you know I love it. I love the I love the action. Like it, it didn't make me hungry for more like um Batman v Superman did or it didn't feel like I needed to see needed to be more realistic. They really played through they played through all of these fight scenes. They really didn't they didn't short sell any of them. Um but I did have like not necessarily gripes, but one of the things that I noticed that I didn't really get quite into this movie as I have in previous ones. And I think part of the reason is that I'm used to the Avengers movies, kind of like Colin was talking about, where they're like huge scale. You have these monsters and other dimensions and um, huge fight scenes, destroying buildings. And this is like kind of, I, I think I was sort of expecting that a little bit. And I was a little bit underwhelmed in that way because like, cause the main fight scene, right. Is that the, the airport, I just was for some reason, I just be, because it was the, the, basically the good guys versus the good guys. I, I sort of knew that like, no, nothing bad was going to happen to them. Like I had a feeling that like, okay, some of these bad guys aren't going to kill the other bad guys. They're just kind of like going to have fisticuffs basically. And I just wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't into it. Like it was the, like, uh, like winter soldier. And I totally agree with you guys that that set the bar so high. I think that's, I, one of the probably the best action movie I've seen and might be the best I've ever seen. Um, so it's hard it's hard to match that but I just wasn't into that big fight scene like I really wanted to be it was excellent it was very well done it looked sexy um you look sexy. but it just <laughs> oh thanks honey. but it just I I for some reason I, can, I I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this but I just I I knew nothing bad was going to happen, so I feel like I wasn't on the edge of my seat as much. It was more just kind of to watch them fight each other and be like, oh, that that was cool that he did that. And, like, oh, we saw uh, Spider-Man use his powers here and Ant-Man use his powers here and kind of to see everybody showcase a little bit. But it wasn't really, like, uh, on the edge of my seat. It was more just like, oh, wow, this is a badass fight scene. Um, So that was... That was my only negative about this movie. And the other thing, I'm sorry, it's it's way too long. Like they they could have they could have cut out some of. There's lots of talking. The, the first hour or so is pretty slow. Um, if you cut out those few fight scenes in the kind of near the beginning, um, but those are really my only two gripes. Um, but yeah, I give this one an A. I I really really liked it. And um, but. There's just certain certain moments I wasn't totally into it, and that's why I couldn't give it a full fan, full fantastic. Well, see, I loved it. I, I loved it. That was a that was a Scott birthday special for you. <laughs> Boom. Well, I, I will say, um, I was expecting Cap to die at the end of this. I really. Oh, really? I was really sitting there. I'm like, oh man, it's it's. I was like, it's coming. It's it's totally gonna happen. Um, I love the fight scene between uh, between him and a. Uh, crossbones in the in the beginning got the hand to hand whenever so good whenever cap is doing a hand to hand it's just wonderful and there's that point where um tony stark's computer friday practically screams at him when he's getting his ass kicked he's like you can't beat him hand to hand stop doing that and i was like i'm like he's right though you can't beat fucking captain america in hand to hand combat and then stark starts laying in it's like oh my god but um the thing with Rhodey, Rhodey being par like I'm, I'm very like he should be dead. Let's just get that out of the way because if you fall from that hot, like come on, really. But 
the fact that the movie's like, look, his spine is like super fucked up and like he's gonna be paralyzed regardless, it's like, wow, that actually so it's gonna be interesting to kinda see for Tony where he goes from there. And then the fact that they don't really they kind of alluded to it, but they didn't come right out and say it. I don't think Iron Man knows that vision was the one that shot Rhodey. So I'm curious if that's how that may factor into mm. to him losing the stone somehow. Because you know Thanos has to get it. So I'm, I'm curious if they'll revisit that, kind of like they did with Tony's parents dying. So, But, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, Winter Soldier, I just rewatched the uh, first couple Captain America movies to get ready for this. Um, Winter Soldier is still Marvel's best movie, but this sets up two new heroes and makes Ant-Man look like a badass and f- works pretty much on every other level. So, so it did, so it did, so to you, it did kind of feel like a bit of a setup movie and slightly like there was part of it that was a little bit of a, like setups to other, I mean, I guess they're constantly doing that, but it, like, they are, yeah. like you have Black Panther and Spider-Man and Ant-Man and it's just kind of like they were more setting up, like, like you said, like, I feel like if, like at the end, um, towards the end, when um, spoiler, uh, Cap kind of just—well, I wouldn't say owns, but he defeats uh, Iron Man towards the end and has his fucking shield right in his chest. I was like, <laughs> if Iron Man dies right now, this is gonna be crazy. Um, but there wasn't like there wasn't just like that gut punch, you know what I mean? Like. It, Colin, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Did you, did you feel I like do. that? Like, there wasn't, yeah. like, an emotional, like, tie into this one? Yeah, I mean, like, man, when you're watching Winter Soldier, and, I mean, I mean, there, there was the there was the one gut punch where Iron Man's finding out that, like, his parents... Oh, for sure, okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. That was, like, that was probably the one that's kind of, you could throw down that realm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the... The one thing I, I thought about this movie was, is like, this wasn't a, a, like as true of a Captain America movie. This was more of like an ensemble cast movie again. I mean, it was basically like Marvel Civil War. You could actually take the Captain, I could, you could take the Captain America name off of it. Like he's in it, but he's like in it as much as like Iron Man or Black Panther or anybody else, really. Um, but I mean, he does, he does end up like the storyline does flow through him and his relationship with Bucky and how everyone like hates Bucky. And he's like, no, dude, like, cool. like I'm going to protect him. He's cool. He's, he's a cool bro. Come on. Yeah. He's like, he's a chill <laughs> dude. Guys like stop trying to kill him. He's like, but he keeps like blacking out and trying to kill like America. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's a character flaw. We get it. But yeah, I, but he's Bucky, man. Like, leave him alone. See, I mean, Scott, I will disagree with you because I thought there were little gut punches along the way. Like, uh, I, I liked seeing uh, the Vision. Uh, by the way, the Vision trying to dress like a person was absolutely hilarious to me. That was just a joke that was, like, subtle. That was, like, <laughs> like that, came, that constantly gave me a good little chuckle. But seeing him and Wanda work off each other um if they go with it where they go in the comics which it looks like they're going to kind of set up their romance um when she gets rid of the vision and fucking like mortal combat him and sends him to like eight floors i was like <laughs> i was like i was like jesus i was like okay like but okay but but you know that she wouldn't kill him like you know that there was never a suspense that he was gonna die like i feel like there was there was none, none of the superheroes throughout this movie. You're like, oh no, is he gonna live? Is he gonna like, what's what's gonna? Is he gonna come out of this? Is he gonna pull through? Like there was a little bit when they were fighting each other and um, the the villain character there. Uh, let's see, what is his name? Z- Zemo. Zemo. Zemo yeah. um, but the, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like with that big fight, I was like, is any, are they gonna kill somebody off like in this see? big huge? fight like i don't think that's why i didn't really get into it See, at that I, point I, I was thinking that cap or like i thought cap legitimately was gonna die um, oh, okay yeah, I, for I thought sure. i thought winter soldier could have died because when tony blasts his arm off you're like god damn like he just he shoots it clean <laughs> off and then walks up and kicks him and blasts him after he blown his arm off i was like Dude, like oh no, like, that was definitely that that those three fighting. That was definitely the the most intense part for me, for sure. Um, but 
but but yeah yeah go sorry go ahead no so yeah i mean at that point i mean i will agree with you probably up to that point i didn't know if anyone like i was kind of like all right who could really die i thought roadie could actually die i was actually expecting roadie to die um and i and i thought that uh cap could have actually gotten killed um after especially after he drops the shield after oh my god okay sorry by the way, after, after Tony Stark makes the most dick comment, he's like, "You didn't, you didn't earn that shield. My damage you that shield." I'm like, "You should have." I'm like, "You should have ran up and kicked, broken that fucking reactor." I'm like, "What an asshole!" Like, it was like the most dick last line. Like, like that's like something that like an like a mad ex says to you, like, "Oh yeah, your parents don't love you." Okay, bye. Like, it's like, like that last lingering. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Though, like, it was like that last. Like, what the fuck? Why would you say so, uh, that? Your like, dad's poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your your dad cheated on your mom. Like, 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 Tony Stark's kind of a dick. Yeah, like it was, yeah. like he really was kind of just that line. I was like, there was no reason to say that, but he drops his shields. Like I, I left I I left the movie with that gut punch of just being like, wow, they're like there's they're still split. Like this movie resolves itself, but it doesn't resolve them like it still feels like shit they they're gonna be separate for a while which is cool um but uh i I hope they can like find it like in themselves to you know join back together to defeat thanos (laughs) no 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 no. you're crazy man yeah no you don't think they could do that no way what oh man we'll just have to watch and find out yeah we'll see yeah and and I uh, and <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. They might find the strength to form back together someday. But yeah, I mean, but this this is fantastic. It really is a really really good film. Um, what I will say, just in closing here, so this movie is already made. I have the number here. It's already made six hundred and seventy eight point three million dollars worldwide. Like. That's ridiculous, and it brought in uh, 181.7 million uh, this week, uh, this uh, opening weekend. So it only trails the first two Avengers movies uh, for the biggest like Disney opening ever, and it's the fifth largest debut in history. behind the following films: Star Wars: Force Awakens, Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic World, and both Avengers movies. That's, oh boy! That's all it's trailing. So Marvel's happy with this, I guarantee. <laughs> yeah, Disney is too. Yeah, Disney's fucking. Jeez, just... Disney is raking it. Disney, Disney is... is going to just like we're going to be the United States of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might already be the United yeah. States. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, well, we were talking about off mic. Jungle Book has already made seven hundred million worldwide, and so has Zootopia. So Dis- seven hundred million. Yep, both movies. Ooh. Now I can see. Uh, I, I, I I like Zootopia, but, but Jungle Book is surprising. Like, really, people love the Jungle Book that much, apparently. <laughs> like, but well, I think that's that's more tugging on your heartstrings of the old, older movies. I bet. Yeah, classic nostalgia. But guys, let us know what you thought of Civil War. I would love to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, you can follow us here on SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple Seven Seven Five, and please like us on uh, Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter. At J Hunter Real Pineapple, you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill, and you can follow the beautiful birthday boy Scott here on Twitter at No One the First. Guys, thank you so much. This upcoming week, we'll have reviews for the Fifth Wave. Woo! And, 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 and <laughs> don't sound too happy, Scott. And uh, Daredevil season one and two. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Bye. <laughs>